Um, guys, if you would, just real quick, I'm, I am definitely not going to keep you long. Um, not because we had a little bit longer song service, but um, I'm not going to keep you guys long because I don't feel like I need to speak long. Um, Matthew chapter 14. <clears throat> Then uh, hold your finger there in Matthew and turn to, I do believe it's Mark chapter 6. And maybe in the morning, uh, I'll get into what I was going to get into tonight. I was in Luke. I was like, man, that doesn't look right at all. Yeah, that looks better. Okay, hold your finger there in, um, in Mark, and we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 22. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. They cried out in fear. I want you to flip over to uh, Mark chapter 6. No, wait a minute. We'll go back to Matthew. I'll, I'll bring Mark out here in a second. Verse 26, But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O ye of little faith, why do you doubt? And when he got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This would have been a little bit cooler if we'd have been out at the lake today and I would have shared this with you. So we'd have been out at the water. <laughs> I told you all this morning I might have tried to have walked on water. But guys, here's what I want you all to see tonight. We, we've, heard this, we've heard this passage a lot. And, and so often we, we, we miss the simple things in it. Turn over to, uh, to Mark chapter 6. I want to read this one verse, and then we're going to come back to Matthew 14 for the rest of it. Uh, Mark chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 48. 
And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. I love this part. And it's so strange that I love this part, but it says, He meant to pass by them. Verse 49, But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and they cried out. We kind of pick back up in the same story. I used to think that was so strange. Like, why? You, you, you find this in, uh, in Matthew chapter, chapter 14, and John chapter 6, and Mark chapter 6. But all of a sudden... There in Mark chapter 6, the end of verse 48, it says, And he meant to pass by them. And I used to think, how insane is that? I mean, there he is. He's standing on one side of, 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 this, of this lake or this sea with his disciples. And he says, hey, guys, get in a boat and, and, and head on to the other side. I'm going to stay here. Nobody really cared to ask Jesus how he was getting to the other side. They probably looked at him kind of stupid if he would have said, hey, guys, I'm walking. Guys, this, or, you know, Jesus, do you realize that this is eight miles across? Yeah. It's even farther to walk around. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't. He just said, guys, go. And they did. I mean, they willingly went. And uh, in John's gospel, it actually tells us that they were, that they were about three or four miles into this, into this sea when this storm rose up. I mean, they're, they're freaking out. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're going, you know, they're, they're like, you know, what in the world? He told us to, to head on out, and we did, and now we're in the middle of this huge storm, and, and Jesus isn't here. I love it because in some of the Gospels, it actually says that Jesus, even though he was on a mountaintop, he saw them. Three or four miles out in the middle of this, of this sea, Jesus sees them. And then it tells us that, that, that about, about the fourth watch of the night, which is about nine hours after he sent them away, it's taken them nine hours to go four miles. That's how crazy this storm is. All of a sudden, the disciples see something that's not natural. And they look out there and they see Jesus walking on the water. And then Mark's gospel says, and he meant to pass by him. And I thought, man, how strange is that? And it says they just freak out and they cry out to him. And then he just tells them, hey, you know what? Don't be afraid. It's just me. And I was like, you know, God, why, why did he mean to pass by? You know, I mean, a, a lot of times we, we, paint, we paint God as a superhero. You know, I know, I know a lot of y'all didn't watch, like, Bullwinkle cartoons. You know, there was always, like, the pretty little lady, like, tied up on a, on a railroad track. And she's going, help me, help me. And like the sinister guy with like the big handlebar mustaches over there going, hee, 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 you know, like <laughs> laughing at her. And she's like, help me, help me, you know. And then like, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle or Underdog or Superman or somebody just comes flying in like right then and just saves the day. You know, sometimes, sometimes we paint God as that, as that hero. You know what, if, if, if I'm in trouble, then, then God's going to be right there. You know what he is. Because, I mean, he tells us that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. So why did he mean to pass by? You know, so many times in my life, a lot of the struggles that I went through, I used to think, you know what, I can get by it on my own. 
And the deeper I got into it and the worse it got, the more I cried out, God, why aren't you here? God, why don't you come? And he always takes me back to this verse and it says, I'm meant to pass by. I mean, he's always there. He's always within a shout. You know what? Let's take it a step farther. He's always within a whisper of what's going on in our lives at the moment. You know what? That verse doesn't mean he meant to pass by as in like he was just going, you know what? I see him over there. I'm just going to walk on by him and just make it to the other side because that's where they're supposed to be going. I mean, he's walking around out there and he sees them. And he sees them toiling and he sees them struggling and he sees them freaking out. And he's just walking. And all of a sudden one of them goes, wait a minute, there's a ghost. And they, they see him. And then he just kind of stops and he just kind of looks at him. And then one of them calls out, no, wait a minute, I think I recognize him. And Peter goes, hey, you know what, if that, if, you know, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come out to see you. Tell me to come out there. And you know what, you know what Jesus does? Come on. I'll meet you. I'll meet you right where you are. And I, I mean, I just, I, I thought about that tonight. I mean, even, even when we were putting these verses in, it was just like God was just speaking to me and going, Jared, you know what? You were going to talk about Peter? No. You know, you're, you, you were going to talk about the other disciples? No. No. Jared, you need to focus on my son tonight. You see, think about it this way. What was freaking the disciples out at that moment? Besides the ghost. The storm. It says, it says that the wind was contrary. The wind was blowing crazy. The waves were just beating up against the boat. Where was Jesus? Walking on the water. Hey, guys, think about this. Last night we talked about that death has no dominion over him that nothing has dominion over him? Do you realize that their biggest problem at that moment was the sea and the storm and that Jesus was walking on it? I mean, in the middle of all that chaos, here comes Jesus. Walking on their very problem. And you know he was showing them at that moment in time? Guys, I'm bigger than any problem you're facing right now. Guys, regardless of the struggle that you're going through, regardless of the doubt that you have in your mind, regardless of anything that is going on in your life, I have dominion over it. I can control it. And that's what he was showing them there in that one single solitary moment was, guys, I am bigger than your biggest problem. You want to know what? Your biggest problem is a walk in the park. Guys, I'm just out here walking on water. And you guys are freaking out because the wind's blowing. You know what's awesome? We all know the story. Peter begins to sink. He cries out. Jesus walks over, picks him up, carries him back to the boat. Did you ever notice that? Peter walked out to Jesus, but he got carried back. So many times we're like, you know what, God, I can handle this. You just let me come to you. And we start going out there, and then all of a sudden we start realizing that our problems are bigger than us. And we start to sink, and then God goes, hey, you know what? I'm here. I'll take care of it. And it says that as soon as they got back in the boat, 
that the wind stopped. One of the Gospels actually says this. Remember, they're, they're, they're midway. They're three or four miles into all of this. And it says that as soon as he got in the boat and the wind ceased, boom, they were at the other side. God is bigger than our biggest problem. And you want to know what? He's not passing by. He's just waiting for us to call out to him and say, God, you know what? I have no control over this, but you have ultimate control. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Guys, I don't, I don't know what you're facing tonight. But as big a struggle as I was having before this service started, I am at complete peace right now. Because I know that we have been obedient to what God wants us to do. And guys, the invitation is simple. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what what news has impacted your family. I don't know what news has impacted your life. I don't know what situation has has suddenly come up. Guys, I don't know what you're running from. I don't know what you're running to. But God is bigger than all of it. God is bigger than our biggest problem. He is bigger than our biggest enemy. Guys, the invitation is simple. We talked about it last night. This altar, any altar, is a place where we bring things to die. And you know what? Jesus is not passing by just to kind of thumb his nose at you and say, yep, see the problem you got yourself into? No, he's passing by so we can call out to him and say, God, I can't do it on my own. Please come. Please help. God, I'm landed at your feet. The altars are open.